0: What is good, everyone, and welcome back to the Nostalgia Plus Ultra podcast. My name is Nostalgia. Joining me is As Told by Zo. New name on Twitter. We got another one. Zony PlayStation 5. That might be your best one, honestly. Hell yeah. That actually might be your best one.
1: I couldn't that wait. That was really good, by the way. I couldn't wait to change it. I was like, I only kept Zozo's Bizarre Adventure for like two weeks, but when I came up with it, I was like, I, I gotta do it now.
0: <laughs> That's the one, right? That's definitely the one. Um... So, happy holidays to everybody, hope everybody had a great Christmas, we're recording this the day after, um, I hope, uh, my Christmas was dope, hope your Christmas was really good, um, yeah, my that's Christmas a really good times. Dope. Yeah, I'm ba- I'm, as you can see, I'm not in my usual spot with the white background, I am actually back home, uh, I had to borrow this chair, so that way I could be comfortable recording this podcast episode. This chair Looks does comfy. not belong in my actual room, I know it is, it does not belong in my actual room, but I mean, I had to take it over here, just because I wanted to, but... Um, yeah, so day after Christmas, I will say that, uh, my family has come around to my anime, uh, fandom, as you can see, got the, got the girl, I, I Toga, love the shirt. I uh, love the shirt <laughs> as a shirt. Yeah. Got the girl Toga as a, uh, as a gift for my cousin. Um, and so, yeah, I, pre- I appreciate them, uh, you know, actually, actually liking my anime fandom and I just think it is weird. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Who gave it to you? Holly or um, Jazz? It was Holly. I haven't J- Jazz has been out of town, so I haven't gotten her gift yet. So, but I mean, it, yeah, Holly got well. Ho- you know, Holly and Steven are like big My Hero yeah. fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like they, yeah. So like they were just like, oh, bet they got me. They got me the shirt with the League of Villains on it. So they got me one with all oh, of them. Sweet. And then she, they got me one. They got me this one this year with uh, with toga on it. So
1: the, the League tough. of Villains has a new name this year. Oh yeah, my, the My Villain the, Academia joint. The 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 paranormal something front it's weird (laughs) oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: the paranormal liberation front
1: there you go there you go
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but they yeah i forgot you're on that you're on that now i mean i've been reading the manga for it so i'm like dummy ahead so it's like (laughs) um so today we're getting into our tops our tops of anime and tops of music our list for this year uh, before that, though, I know, Zoe, you had told me before we started recording that you have some sort of gripe I, with something.
1: I have a bone to pick, and I hope, I hope, this is the podcast that blows us up so so many people can hear this. I have a bone to pick with the Persona 5 fandom. I <laughs> am going through my first playthrough of Persona 5, and I love it. It's a great game. Uh, I've recently gotten into turn-based RPGs, and out of the ones I've played, it's my favorite so far. I'm 70 hours in, so I'm about halfway. It's great. I love the, the combat system, the, the life uh, life sim aspect. Um, and what comes with the life sim aspect, uh, your, your main character is a straight man. As of now. Yeah. I don't think... I don't think you can uh, romance the guys, but I All know. Right. Since the game came out, I knew that you can romance the the girls in your life. Yeah. And some some are a little creepy. You can uh, you can romance like your teacher or your doctor, even though you're in high school. Oh yeah,
0: I, I remember you told me that. That was that was kind of funny.
1: Which it, I think obviously it's since it's a video game, it's funny and when you romance them, you get more power-ups. So I, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but there is one specific, you know, one of his friends that I think is the best girl. Um, but I've been programmed to think from social media that I've you, you've probably seen her. She's the nerdy girl with, with red hair. Yeah. Yeah, Futaba. Oh, that's her what is name. it? Yes. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone, everyone online is like, oh my god, Futaba's the best girl, Futaba this, Futaba that. I just met her, and oh my god. No, 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 no. She's a Redditor. It's the... Dude. (laughs) Okay. So she spends her whole life in like... I'm not going to spoil anything in case... Because we do want to do the video game anime uh, episode. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah. So I'm not going to spoil anything huge, but like... Her character is that she's, she's been a shut-in for like a few years. And she's, she has social anxiety and she doesn't like talking to people. But she's a hacker. So okay. already off the bat, she's a little odd. She doesn't know how to talk to people. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird, but whatever. That's like the first thing. The second thing is... Dude, I don't know if if you saw the Trash Taste uh, figure special. Yeah, I watched it. Okay, so they... they t- uh, I think Joey Joey and Garnt... How do you say his name? Garnt? Yeah, Garnt. Yeah. Joey and Garnt talk about how Futaba is the type of girl to say poggers in real life. And oh my god. <laughs> uh, Garnt cannot be more correct. Holy shit. Dude. There's like a, a, a scene where you finally make a deal with her and that's how you start getting power-ups. She's like... You find her... In public, because uh, she wants to buy a game, and she thought she could go by herself, and then you find her, and then she hides behind you, which is fine. It's it's like a social anxiety thing, and I'm there. I'm like, okay, I guess some people find that cute. Some people are like, oh, she relies on the main character. That's cute. Whatever. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And then after that, she's talking about, oh, when I'm around you, I feel calm. Are you a key item? Please be my key item. And I'm like. This is the most... This is what men who get no girls think video game girls are like. It's the fucking weirdest thing.
0: Yeah, I I would definitely hate that. Not not gonna lie. I definitely hate that.
1: (laughs) Off the bat, I already thought the best girl was Makoto. She's like the smart one. She's like this and that. But I was waiting to see what the hype was with Futaba. And... Anyone who says she's the best girl gets no pussy. It's like, no. <laughs> that's just the stamp. <laughs> just the stamp. That's a, the, dude, the correlation like, I, you're taking? Yeah, dude. I was already like, let me see what the hype is because maybe she's like a, a funny character. And she kind of is. She's funny. But,
0: but. Not like best girl dude, material.
1: Dude, if you if you think that's what women are in real life, you're a fucking weirdo, bro.
0: Oh my God. (laughs) I mean, every time. Okay. Okay. So would you, would you, okay. How would you feel about Chiaki? Because you like Chiaki from Danganronpa. So how do you, how do you, how do you, how do you you take the two together? And you can't say you don't like Futaba and say, you don't like, and say you like Chiaki.
1: Here's the thing. You don't know how Futaba talks. It's 10 times worse. It's worse than Chiaki? Dude, because Chiaki is, like, somewhat normal. And Chiaki, like, yeah, she says, like, some gamer stuff. But then at the end, she's like, okay, let's figure this shit out. Like, she's like, she could turn it on and off. Dude, Futaba is just... Dude, she's... She sits, like, L in chairs with, like, her knees up. And her... (laughs) And her back is, like, this. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) That's tough. and, And then there's parts where it's, like... The guy who's taking care of you, he'll call you from your room. It's like, hey, come downstairs. We got to talk about something. And then she'll repeat, come downstairs. She's like a little kid because she hasn't been in society. Uh, yes, it's uh, – trust me, it's not Chiaki. It's nowhere near Chiaki. It's not Chiaki? No way. Okay. <laughs> I was
0: about to say, I was like, you I was like, you were very much into Chiaki when you, when you started playing Dangan. So –
1: If once we start our our video game anime adventure, you'll see what I'm talking
0: about. Yeah, okay, okay, because I need to. I said Persona 5, I've heard like very mixed reviews as far as the anime goes, so I'll definitely, uh, I'll definitely have to give that a watch. But uh, speaking of anime, all right, so getting into into our end of the year lists, um, so what we decided to do was in very much. Typical anime Twitter fashion. We're going to do an, a three by three. <laughs> not the, I mean, I took, I definitely took the idea from Trash Taste doing three by threes, but it's not like a new thing. So, I mean, we're just going to do a three by three and then our 10th uh, entry is going to be our honorable mention. So that's how we're going to kind of start off. So, Zoe, I know you're the, you're the the, the newbie in the anime sphere. So I'm going to let you uh, go first with your, uh, with your with your three by three. So what, I, what I'll say is, Probably like you can give your what we'll do is we'll give our um, we'll give a few words about like five through honorable mention through five, and then from or yeah, from five to one, we'll kind of talk a little bit more in detail about so in order to keep things quick, that way we're not running through a bunch of a bunch of anime and getting off topic a bunch of times to make this thing like two hours long. So, like from honorable mention up to number six, you can just give a couple words about, and then from from five to one that's what the ones we can talk about we'll do that okay. for both yeah so starting out with your honorable mention what you got
1: okay so my honorable mention is uh skate the infinity it's it's a nice chiller I think uh the Ooh. only thing the only thing that bothered me is every time I watched I watched it I just knew somewhere in the world there are girls that want these two main characters to kiss. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it gets very very much yaoi energy
1: it's very much uh fan service towards I guess women or, or gay people for sure yeah I'll but I like but I th- Which, I, I liked it I, I didn't think it was too over the top I liked it
0: alright what you got next
1: uh, number 9 is a uh, Blue Period I'm watching it now another chiller I like it very very much it's uh has to do with art and I've always been interested in art um after Blue Period, Ranking of Kings, great animation. I'm not done with it yet. Oh yeah, but I, I I it's easy from the first episode. It's easy to get into.
0: Yeah, I feel you.
1: Uh, next one is a uh, Star Wars Visions. Actually, uh, okay. Com- coming in from Disney, very very odd, but um, Star Wars Visions was was entertaining. There are some episodes that are lacking. But the fact that, like, even Disney's getting into anime and, like, actual anime, like, from actual studios is, is pretty cool to me. And, um, my number six is, uh, I guess, I don't know if it's controversial or not, it's Mugen Train. Because Mugen Train's technically an ARC now. Yeah, I mean, no,
0: that, that, that works. You could put Mugen Train there.
1: It, 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 it was an ARC already, but now it's, like, a TV ARC, um...
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, you could still you could still count movies because it's still an anime. You could still count you could count movies in the list. That that actually that makes sense. Mugen um,
1: Train, Mugen Train was was great. It made me tear up. Yeah, uh, and I loved it. It was great.
0: Yeah, um, it was a great uh, one. One thing real quick about before you go about um, Star Wars: Visions. So Star Wars: Visions did not make my list because I felt as though it didn't have enough solid episodes. Like all of them were good. They were definitely ones that were like way way top tier compared to some of the other ones like the I agree. the ronin one if they had just made a series on that alone that would have been number one for me
1: dude ronin
0: is so sick 100
1: the, only, re- so the only reason it made it on my list is you know me i'm a big disney parks fan yeah and i just think the idea of them because after star wars visions the success of star wars visions they started um buying more anime or like not buying yeah but like they're doing their own animes now, so I think that's interesting. Yeah, they're getting more
0: anime IPs. Yeah, they're doing getting more anime IPs and actually venturing into that world because they saw that Visions was actually like taking off. So I think that was cool. All right, so get into your get into your top five.
1: Okay, my top fives. So number five, I think I told you before this that I I didn't watch as many anime as you, so I didn't think I was gonna have any from this year. But honestly, yeah, oh. No, my number four technically isn't from this year. But my number five is. It's um, SSSS Dinah Zenon. Okay. Dinah Zenin is so fucking fun. I love what, what Trigger is doing with their Gridman universe now. Um, yeah. I saw Gridman this year too, but Dinah Zenin came out, I think, last season. Um. I think, obviously, Trigger Studios, it's one of my favorite... Looking studios, I love their designs. They're they had an episode, that two episodes on Visions, and their first one, it's classic Trigger, uh, art style, and then Dinah zenon is just. Yeah. I think I told you about Gridman, and you were like, oh, "I'm not really into mech anime." It's yeah, not, I'm
0: still not, but
1: it's not technically like a mech anime. Like definitely, there's mechs, obviously, and there's like, uh. Oh my god. What like the, the gun like Gundams. Kaiju. Uh not even Kaiju Gundams. Okay. But there's it has to do with Kaiju and, and stuff like that. But uh it's like it's more of like a the first one, Gridman is more like a mystery. And Dino Zenon is yeah. also is also like mysterious in ways like you you need to there's stuff that you need to like figure out. Um it's not just fucking g- Get in the Ava, Shinji! Type stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, for you. Dude, and even... Uh, it's interesting because, like, after I watched DinoZen and I kind of go on a in a rabbit hole online, and on Twitter, yeah. there was, like, this mech video game that had a bunch of different animes, different mechs from different animes, and yeah. uh, a lot of people were, like, comparing... I think they're comparing Gridman to Darling and the Franks because it came out around the same time. But they were talking about how, yeah. how Gridman is so much better of a mech anime, even though it's not a mech anime. That's what the fans of yeah. mech animes were saying. Yeah, because ta-
0: Darling and the Franks Oh my gosh. Darling in the Franks is an is one of the biggest examples of like wasted potential. Yeah. Because it starts out it starts out amazing and then by the time you get to like episode think about it by the time you get to episode nine it just it's an, it turns to an absolute train wreck like there are hella plot holes uh there's just like a lot of like stuff going on they re- they were just like uh they changed the the they really turned the plot around for some weird reason it just didn't make sense and it was weird but because it had a great first, like, it had a great eight-episode run. Episode nine, it was like, it just dropped off.
1: So my, my uh what's it called? Validation is that the mech fans rather take Gridman over Darling, even though it's not a <laughs> mech anime. That's my validation. Oh, yeah.
0: That makes a lot of uh, sense. That makes a lot of sense. What you got in number four?
1: My number four is because I saw it this year. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen okay. I Fucking adore Jujutsu Kaisen I love everything about it Um, I don't know why I think I compare it a lot to Demon Slayer Not because they're the same But it's because like I heard about uh, them a lot Like at the same time Yeah And I think I, Even though I do like Demon Slayer I think it does Comedy A little better than Demon Slayer it's uh, Mm a it's a little more subtle it's not over the top crazy ah whatever like demon slayer is but also i just love the the powers that everyone has and and like the way they use different stuff i love the fact that fucking sukuna is in the main character yeah that's at least, again, for someone who has recently gotten into their anime explosion, that was very interesting to me. Um, I love, yeah. again, I love uh, Nobara, I love Megami, I love all the characters. Uh, Gojo's fucking funny as hell. Funny as hell, and could probably beat Goku with his hands behind his back.
0: Bro, I, okay, I literally saw, like, a Gojo versus Goku debate on TikTok. <laughs> And it was the most toxic thing I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. It was so bad, cause like, cause they're trying to talk like uh, people are really trying to like debate what infinity is. Sure. And it's like, okay, I, I mean, I guess because people really don't fully know what it is, it's kind of hard to talk about. But I was like, if you have something where literally you can't allow things to touch you physically, like how are you gonna get That's hit? That's insane. Right? That's insane. It's stupid, but like also I. Okay, I, uh, I, as far as the anime goes, I know a lot of fans are gonna be thinking about how they're gonna write Gojo now because he's this impossible character. Sure. Who literally like can he's he's literally like a kind of a Deus Ex Machina type character. Yeah. And like, I'm not gonna spoil anything because I've definitely I'm definitely caught up on the manga and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, they're they're gonna find really creative ways to not have that be the case. Okay. And them exploring that is actually is them exploring that is actually pretty um interesting as far as the as far as the story in general goes, but he definitely when I first saw it when I first read it and then when I watched it, I was like, I don't understand how any of these other characters could even like progress as characters because if anything gets in trouble they just call Gojo. but I think now like the way they read it read it they wrote the way well, they wrote the story actually <laughs> yeah. like makes sense but um what was I about to say? oh yeah. Also saw on TikTok that apparently Sukuna's tats when he shows up on Yuji aren't real. Like we are like we're only ones to see that. Like oh, in the, when Sukuna sh- when, when Sukuna shows up, like the the tats that are on his body, like they're not what the characters see, it's what we see. It's the same thing with Demon Slayer. How like none of the none yeah. of the uh, effects or the powers that are actual visible, which is so dumb to me. But I also it's, think yeah, it's, that's
1: yeah. <laughs> Because oh. this
0: thing I told you the other day where, where, where Tanjiro, like, falls. Like, if they say, oh, yeah, the, the water is it real when they're doing it or whatever. But Tanjiro like, gets hit and falls, and like a wave of water picks him up. And I was like, so how does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I also, it's it's weird because I think for Demon Slayer, I think those effects, when they're fighting, it's a big selling point. I think yeah. when, when you show people fights and they see all this because it's so cool. Like the fire and the water is all different art style and it looks so nice. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't understand why the creator, I mean, maybe he has artistic integrity, but I don't know if I was a creator, I would have just been like, um, yeah, sure. They're real.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cause like you could just make it to like a power system if yeah. you really wanted to, but it's, it's not, it's, it's whatever. It's not a big thing. Um, keep going move on (laughs) keep going (laughs) i'm gonna go this forever okay
1: now the 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 top three um my top two were hard to decide on but number three was Mm -hmm. definitely my hero i think the last um the last arc that i just saw is my favorite arc by by far it used to be the um the shihei saikai arc but My mm-hmm. Villain Academia blew that out of the water. My Villain My Villain Academia is so entertaining to watch and I I was texting you while while shit was happening. Uh do we care about spoilers yeah. in this episode?
0: Uh I mean we I guess I don't know cuz it's one of those things where people really want to like I guess it, we're I, I guess we're low key recommending some sure. anime too. So if there are people that okay, are, okay, okay. Uh, that haven't seen it, you can, I guess you can, you can put light ones in there, not ones that are just like character reveals or people that are, you know what I'm saying? Just don't sure. do that. That's was, the only thing.
1: I was texting you about, uh, about Twice and, 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 yes. The episode Sad Man's Parade. And I was like, this is fucking sick. Yeah. I, uh, Twice goes crazy. Um, and fucking, um, Oh my god! I always forget his name. His name is hard to remember. The the main guy from League of Villains. I his Sh- Uh, name. Shigaraki. Shigaraki. Is it Shigaraki? He's, yeah, yeah. His character development is like crazy in this arc. It's it's yeah. super 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 fun to watch. Super cool. And even the arc before that. Um, it it's it's this season of My Hero Academia. It's very interesting. The arc before that was uh class a versus class B yeah and, uh, that that was already super fun to watch but then like the arc after that is the it grabs your attention and I think that's more uh plot heavy
0: yeah I think I'd, it's a good arc um what I will say this though the the way the I know a lot of fans of my Academia were hey well the MHA fandom is a little bit uh a little shaky mm. but I and they didn't they didn't weren't <laughs> they weren't too impressed with uh i guess the animation part of this arc and they it was definitely kind of, how it was like kind of lacking because if you look at some of the panels they were c- uh comparing to the manga like they have some validity to them, but not a hundred percent like you could tell like the they didn't have as big of a budget that they uh with um a big of a budget with. Uh, My Hero, because Studio Bones probably had other projects they were working on, primarily Ranking of Kings, too, because you could tell, like, the the animation for Ranking of Kings goes crazy, and then My Hero for this, Mark was in.
1: They probably pushed a lot of the the budget onto the movie, because the movie looked fine.
0: Yeah, that's probably what it was. But also,
1: from a regular My Hero fan, I thought it was fine. (laughs)
0: Yes, from somebody that's not a toxic My Hero fan. (laughs) It's definitely a good arc. (laughs) Uh, I'm excited for the future arcs for that. I know, like, for you, and for uh, I know if Holly and Steven are listening, I know it's the My Hero picks up, and like Shigaraki becomes a very top tier villain. I know he's already really good now, but he becomes a very, very, very scary villain. Uh, moving forward and Deku gets some cool powers as well so I, I think it's going to be really dope for you guys to see for real so what's what's number two?
1: okay this is where it got hard because this was my number one at one point yeah uh, you recommended this one to me it's a Vivi Fluorite Eye song
0: yes yeah.
1: I you, you recommended me that and Mars Red at the same time and I watched them both yeah but uh this one is just so fucking like cool. It's it's like I found it interesting because the the way the episodes are set up, if you if you just look at it from like a distance, you would think it's just like villain of the week. Yeah. But even though it feels like that, it's still it's still connected. Like it's still a story driven anime. It's not villain of the week. It's crazy how much Vivi changes throughout, what, 12 episodes it is? Yeah, I think so. It's literally, mm. it's only 12 episodes, but still, it feels like, because of how much time goes through this anime, it feels like, I don't know, like three seasons almost. It's crazy. Yeah, like,
0: she goes through a lot of different um, transformations, because you gotta think, like... That bear, I forgot the, the the actual like computer program's name, but it it goes to find different Vivi's at different points in time. Yeah. So you so whenever you, whenever you're I guess whenever the new episode comes up, it's always a different Vivi. So it's that or uh, unless like or Diva, I guess because there's two different yeah, ones. Yeah, you know, yeah. like has Divas like the the performer and then you got Vivi, the one that like actually does all the crazy stuff. And so yeah. eventually they become one. And then yeah, so like he visits a different version of that AI at different periods of time when shit happens mm-hmm. that, because so when you, whenever you see her, it's not always the same character. So I think that's what gives it a little more, I guess, variety to it because she's been through these things, but then, but now it goes back to her normalcy. And then out of nowhere, what could have been, what, what feels like the next episode of us could be like five years for her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that robot comes back and comes back to help her out.
1: And what also made me like it is that it's like, it's not super depressing, but there are some depressing points. Yes. De- depressing, not in a way where it's like, oh, did that really happen? Depressing in, in, it's hard to explain. Like it's a good kind of depressing. It's like, like this had to happen for, for something else to happen. I think, do you know yes. what episode I'm talking about?
0: yeah it's like narrative like it's sad, but narratively it makes sense it's like they're it's, not just doing it, yeah, they're not doing it for just uh for you to feel sad about a certain thing to happen. They're like, okay, narratively, if this doesn't happen, it causes a bunch of other random shit to happen that could go wrong so
1: it's it's I'm specifically talking about again, no spoilers, but the episode where she has her alter ego that's all I'm gonna say,
0: yes. Yes, that
1: that specific yeah. episode, and then she there's scenes where they go into like the operating system, and it looks like a classroom. Yep. And then she's talking through like the door. That episode got to me. I was like, damn.
0: Yeah, that was a that that's what solidified it for me as a really good show. When they had that one, um, it definitely was a really cool thing. I was also talking about, I guess I think it's like the either the first or second episode where she saves like the plane. Yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. I yes, think yes, yes.
0: yes yeah so like so yeah so like that one so like the ending of that episode and the beginning of the second episode i was like narratively that makes sense but jesus christ that was so sad <laughs> i was like oh man because you because like you see the interaction that Vivi had with that one character and you're like okay that's really sweet like she saved everybody and she could have it's, and she could move on to the next mission but no <laughs> like yeah it, i thought it was really uh I thought it was really good. They narratively make certain sad moments uh, work. I thought it was really good.
1: Also, again, I think I think I talked about this with uh, with JoJo, with Jolene. Even though I ha- mm-hmm. haven't seen Jolene and I was kind of proven wrong a little bit. But um, okay. uh, Vivi or Diva is not really sexualized. She's just kind of a badass.
0: Yeah, they don't really put her in anything super crazy. And I think, I which think I thought that, was really good.
1: I think that's a breath of fresh air for anime. Because I think in the 2010s, I think it was really hard to find an anime where like a chick wasn't sexualized even a little bit. Uh, True. I, I, think, I think anime is getting a little better now. Obviously, everyone's going to be like, oh, what about Attack on Titan? Yeah, I get it. But that's one example out of... How many?
0: Yeah, I I think it's definitely something where I guess it just depends on the kind of story they're trying to tell yeah. too. So like if it's just, if it's just if it's just like a regular a regular Shown in with a lot of just if a regular Shown is going to be popular. You're probably going to have those one or two characters that are sexualized pretty pretty badly, and yeah. it, it it is what it is. It just it's just kind of a, a fact of sure. Uh, of japan in general it's not it's like yeah. a, a japanese thing it's not even like a well i think it's like a a world culture thing not just oh, a japanese thing definitely but um and i'm not complaining yeah, think, about
1: all anime because as a straight man boob good but yeah some, i mean like sometimes it's, you just kind of want to see a badass a be a badass yes yes
0: it's too much it's definitely too much i think also The just on a weird tangent, the sexualization of like characters that are obviously in high school, like for as much as I like Toga as a character, it's really bad what they do to her sometimes. And I don't like it at all.
1: I I thought she just wore the schoolgirl outfit just because. But then I think I found out, I think in one of the one of the latest episodes, this last arc, I think like, yeah, she's like. 17 like she's still in high school and I was like yeah I was like oh man not even not even Toga fucking they kind of milked uh Ashido this this last arc too there were some yeah there were some shots where they like obviously Mineta's tiny and the, yeah. the shot is focusing on Mineta, but like in the foreground, Ashido's ass is in frame.
0: And right. You're like, like you're but, like,
1: all right, come on.
0: Yeah. Or like how they have to make or how literally one of the, the female characters, I forgot her name. Cause who, the girl in terms of visible, how she literally I has got to got get her, right? na- butt ass, butt ass naked in order for her power to work.
1: Which I think it's like, it's a funny joke, but,
0: if you think like, about it in actual context, you're like, "What the fuck is this?"
1: Yeah, there, there was the, the episode where they're fighting the teachers, and I forgot his name, but the sharpshooter teacher. Yes, I like so. like like bumps into her chest with his elbow, and then she and then she's like, "What the hell? You're such a perv!" is that blah blah? It's like, all right, it was funny the first time. How was I supposed and,
0: to know? Yes, yeah, yeah, that's bad. I th- sorry. I think, yeah, It's random tangent.
1: Yeah, but whatever. I mean, again, it's not, it's not because I do love my hero. So it's not anything that's like, I'm offended, crazy. Oh my God. It's just sometimes it's a breath of fresh air when a female character is just a character instead of a sexual. Yes.
0: Character. Yes, absolutely. And then what is your number one anime uh, of 2021?
1: I think you already know since I haven't said it yet. Yeah. Yeah. But- but this anime fucking hit me hard. For a week straight, I was just, if I was alone in my room, listening to music or driving at night in my car. It would literally, I would think of this anime and just rethink life choices and think of like, <laughs> dude, what if this happened? What if this, this and that fucking sunny boy hit me Hard.
0: Oh, yeah. Wow. I can't believe Sunnyboy Boy jumped up that high.
1: Dude, I... I remember I saw the first two episodes. It, it, it's hard for me to watch animes that aren't dubbed because I watch a lot of anime while I'm working. So, yeah. since I can't read and work at the same time, I usually just watch the dub. So, I saw the first two episodes and since that anime has a lot of reading if it's subbed i would fall asleep because i would watch it at night i would try to watch it and then yeah i was like dude i can't fall asleep there's way too much to pay attention so i waited for the dubs i waited until there was like eight of the episodes dubbed and i saw the last two and subbed okay. uh and dude honestly both both are fine i think to be honest if you're a, a veteran of subbed anime, you could watch it in subbed. It's fine, but if yeah. you are if you are not, and you just and you like dubs, watch the dub. There's way too much shit to like. Pay attention to. They talk really fast, and sometimes you'll miss shit if you're reading, and then you can't miss shit. So you're gonna have to rewind, and you need to pay attention. Yeah. So I think the dub, and to be honest, the voice acting in the dub is fine because again, it's not really a shonen. It's just like normal talking, it's normal dialogue, it's it's fine. Yeah. Um but dude, just the story again, no spoilers, especially for this one. Just the story hits hard towards the end. And again, the same thing with Vivi but on a different level. It's depressing in a good way. It makes you feel yeah. something. I remember I texted you about the ending. And yes. I was like I was like, are you kidding me? And I just sat there. I literally sat there in my chair, like,
0: dude, what? <laughs> it's good. It, I think the biggest the biggest thing about it is the fact that they they make almost everything about the show open ended. Mm-hmm. So it's it's one of those things where you can you watch it and you're like, well, I mean, I you can make your own assumptions and have your own kind of headcanon about what what happened with the worlds, uh, what happened when. The ending happened, or like how the ending is supposed to, what they're supposed to mean, or like what the why the kids got to the world in the first place, who is the creator of the world, like how do they travel everywhere? Like you could really make a lot of your own head canons about stuff, and I think that's one of the best things going for that anime. I know people, some people are gonna watch it and be like, "Well, I mean, it doesn't explain anything, so why would I want to watch this? I don't get it." Right? That's not the point. And you're not supposed to really get it. It's just it's a thing that's really it's, mainly up to your own interpretation. So I think it's, that's why and I think I, it's really good too.
1: I think an argument towards that is you know as much as the characters know. it's not, Exactly. It's not something that it's like, oh, how did this happen? And the character goes, because, no. the Something happens and the characters will not know how that happened. You are on the same right. level as the characters. It's like, and, and the thing is a lot of anime I guess I guess high school is like a, a very big cultural thing for uh, Japan so a lot of animes yeah. have, have high school kids but those high school kids usually in anime are like crazy strategists and top tier fighters and, and they know but the the high school kids in this anime don't know anything just how kids yeah. are supposed to not know anything.
0: Yeah, like kids are like some kids are smart and have certain like attributes about them that make them like a little bit more guys like, popular than others. But yeah. for the most part, like it's it's like regular high school students. I think the reason why high school and middle school is so popular among just stuff like this is because that's where they're really trying to sell
1: yeah
0: the shows and the manga to. So obviously, if if a character. If a if a young high school boy in Japan wants a story to read, like a manga to read, obviously having characters with that are his age, you know what I'm saying, in the show, where so uh, like he can see that and he kind of put himself in the shoe of the main character, that's probably what the main thing is. So I think having high school, I wish they would do more college stuff in Japan. Yeah. I wish they would do more college level stuff in Japan, but that's just that's just my own personal thing. But yeah. that's really why the the high school theme is so important. For Japanese culture, especially in, like, manga and anime stuff.
1: Yeah, and it's something I was going to add was, like, playing Persona, like, it's an anime game. Uh, mm-hmm. you're, you're supposed to be a second year in high school, but you know how, how anime is sometimes? You, you're basically, like, a young adult, you know? Yeah. Uh... That I mean, that's how the characters are drawn, and 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 that's how they act. They're not; they don't really act like high school kids, right? But in Sunny Boy, they do. They one hundred percent do. Even though, again, voice actors are casted for some things in the subbed and in the dub. Uh, yeah, they sound older, but the way they act and react to things, like they're put in this crazy situation that no one ever will ever experience in real life and some kids are still worried about like i'm the best baseball player like
0: some kids are some kids the kids weren't trying to get back to their worlds for like oh i'm i'm trying to save the world so i can get back to it and be yeah. fine it's, and be like a hero it's like i want to get back to the world so i can graduate and go to college
1: exactly yeah yeah they still kids that was
0: their that was their thing they're still kids i think that was the coolest thing too so that, wow i was not expecting sunny boy to be that high
1: dude it, but it you since affects- you didn't it affected me hard.
0: Yeah, since you didn't mention it at all, I was like, "Oh, is he really gonna go with the Sunny Boy, the Sunny Boy pickup?" That's great. Um, that's a good list. Solid list. The only, I guess, like, you know, for somebody that hasn't been too involved in anime up to this point, you know, you got you got some good some good ones on that list. Yeah, some I'm are tr- actually similar similar to me too.
1: I'm I'm trying to be open minded with anime because a lot of my friends here who have been into anime and always told me like, "You should get into it. You should get into it." They're usually only into shonens. they like, like uh, obviously Attack on Titan. I saw all my friends, my hero, mm-hmm. One Punch Man, Mob Psycho, like shit like that. Which, dude, I like all yeah. those shows. But sometimes I wanna, I wanna breather. Like Skate the Infinity, Blue Period. Right. Uh, soon I'm gonna start. Uh rascal doesn't dream of bunny girl senpai even though that right title is wild i've heard <laughs> i've heard a lot of good stuff about it All Right, so i'm, I'm very open-minded right. i i, I want to experience yeah. and recently i've just been dreaming about like japanese culture and going to J- japan and shit so i want to be open-minded about, yeah. every, about everything
0: but let me let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and do my anime list real quick okay all right all right welcome back sorry i had my uh, laptop was gonna die had to change scenery a little bit so uh make sure the hopefully it doesn't die on me um it should be charging but if not i guess we'll figure something out but okay so my list for anime of the year i'll start with my honorable mention and the reason why this made an honorable mention list is because i didn't want to feel like a normie Even though it was very good this year, (laughs) Uh, it was the attack. It was the new Attack on Titan season. Um, I think you know I haven't read any of the manga for it, and I feel like I I was going to it first, but I kind of but considering like other things that happened, I guess the people's reception of the ending. I kind of wanted to just you know naturally just watch it just anime wise, because I didn't want to, want to be a part of that group. That's like, Oh my God, the ending sucks. Just wait till y'all get to this part. And I didn't oh want God. to be that, that guy. Sure. I don't want to be that guy. So, so just watching attack on Titan, um, straight up, no, no manga. I know it's weird for me to say that, but, um, definitely this season was great. Like the twist, the turns, the, uh, Aaron being an absolute fucking Chad for the entire season Bro. was so good. I love his, I, people are going to, people like, like some people hate Aaron as a character now. I thought I think his character development from from this happy go lucky kid turned turned like turned uh turned like angsty teen.
1: Yeah.
0: From him being a happy go lucky kid turning into angsty teen, then turning into a fucking terrorist. I just thought it was a great character arc for him. Yeah, I, because I a lot of people because a lot of people they're gonna be like that.
1: Yeah, I don't like you him as a person, if he was a real person, but his character and character arc is great.
0: Yes. And it's a lot, it's one of those things where a lot of people would be just like that. Like, yeah, you you get placed in that situation and you get placed with all this power. How you probably, most people, you know, with human nature, most people are going to be assholes about it. Nobody's going to be this knight in shining armor to save everybody. It's like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to go over there. I'm going to make sure everybody that, uh that causes pain is going to suffer for it is it the not right like, everyone... is the right decision probably not not everyone could be deku <laughs> right now everybody can be this like this crazy savior in shonen yeah. is it the right decision no right is it probably, but is yeah, it the yeah. is it one that actually makes sense for his character yes so i think that it was so attack on titan was just uh really dope yeah. um Coming in at number nine is 86, okay? And so you're going to laugh because I, I'm not a big fan of mecha anime, but this one isn't really, I don't know. It's like it's it has a lot to do with certain mech stuff. Are you going to look up what 86 is? Yes. It's pretty, it's actually really good. It's like one of those things where a lot of my uh, mutuals on Twitter have been talking about it. A lot of people that I see on Twitter have been saying it's, it's their anime of the year. And I do think it's really good. I've only watched the first core. So the first, like maybe 12, 13 episodes. I haven't seen the other 12 cause they did two cores for both for two uh, seasons of anime. Cool. Um, and so I'll probably end up finishing that. Like, I guess in the new year when those last two episodes comes out, cause it got, it got hit with like COVID destroyed the production of this, uh, this anime. Like a lot of the episodes got delayed and, uh they couldn't really get a lot of stuff off the ground with certain things but overall it's, it's turned into a really solid show and it's um it's kind of like it's a mecca slash like political drama with <clears throat> excuse me with some other like sci-fi type elements to it I don't really want to give too much of it away because I really want people to watch it because it's really good
1: uh what, what's um, it on is it on like Netflix or or Funimation? it's on Uh? it's on
0: Crunchyroll it's on Crunchyroll yeah, so it's on Crunchyroll. They got, uh, so when the last the last two episodes of the second core, I think, come out in March because they got pushback, so hard with production stuff with COVID. So uh, definitely I'm going to, when those two drop, I'm definitely going to go and watch that second core. It's really good. Number eight is uh, Vivi. Number eight is Vivi for me.
1: Oh, shit.
0: Um, I know I, I, I recommended it to you and I finished it. I think it's a phenomenal show. Uh, there were other shows on this list that I thought I got more enjoyment out of, but definitely Vivi is one of those uh, shows that's really good. I think one thing you didn't really touch on as much is the action direction of Vivi and oh, the, some sick. of the fight scenes in there. Like there's, like there's like a couple of different scenes in there where uh, the fluidity of everything, and it's just it's just like a, it's a great uh, – a lot of those scenes are just really phenomenal. So uh, action direction is top-notch there. Number seven – is um, so I'm a big fan of like artsy type shows, like shows that aren't just like a lot of, uh, shows that have a different a kind of a left of center, th- uh, theme, art style, mm-hmm. or uh, storyline, plotline, stuff like that. And so Mars Red, uh, definitely made this list for me at number oh, wow. seven, um, because well, it's a it's a vampire, uh, anime, and it's really good. But one thing I really uh, liked about it is the storyline and how it's told because it's based off of a screen a theater screenplay that the I guess the, the writer of the show made. Yeah. So it's like so the so basically everything that's in the show that's that's minus maybe the action scenes, the fighting scenes or whatever, sure. most of that stuff is f- written for a screenplay. And so, how they how they align their shot, the, the cinematography, how they align their shots, how they do lighting, how they do certain dialogue cues, how they do certain interactions between characters, all of that looks like a a screenplay. So, like when they, so like in the first episode, when the characters are like walking through this like uh, underground tunnel area, every time one character talks, a light will shine on him. And when he gets done talking, and the other character talks, a second light will show on him behind him. Yeah. So was, so like so like it will be like it will be they'll be they'll be walking. So like a will walk, and a light will shine on him. Then the light will turn off, and then the second light will turn on for the other guy as they're just walking through this tunnel. It's just like little subtle sh- uh, stuff like that, which I think is really really dope. And so uh, it turned out to be a pretty good story overall. But yeah, definitely, um,
1: I I a good one. I liked uh, Mars Red. You also you recommended me uh, Mars Red. Uh, it didn't really click with me all the way. I think the ending, the ending didn't click for me. I don't think it was bad. Again, it's not, Oh my God, don't watch this. Uh, I did. Yeah. I liked, I loved the art style. The art style almost looked classical Asian. Yes. It's very interesting. And, and like you said, it was, um, it did feel like a, a play or even a soap opera at some times. It was cool. I I yeah. enjoyed
0: it. Yeah, definitely. Um, number six is Super Crooks. Number six is Super Crooks. I so, haven't uh, I haven't it.
1: seen it yet, but it's on my watch list.
0: Man, Super Crooks is so good because I think I don't know. I I'm definitely a fan of the um, left of the like the different alternative routes to sure. go with superhero stuff. Like I'm a fan of the boys, I'm a fan of Invincible, right? And so Super Crooks was obviously giving me something that I, I liked because it definitely told a different side of superhero st- uh, stories. Mm. And this one isn't just like, oh, they're just just it's not like, oh, they're telling the story perspective of the bad guys, which that is a big premise part. Sure, yeah, but you kind of look into the the psyche and like the of how like some people become villains and how it's not always. It's not always some kind of big grandiose story, some kind of villain origin story type thing. It's like, oh well, some people are just just generally don't want to be good people. There's that, and then like the you kind of really fall in love with some of these characters as they progress through, even though some of them make really stupid decisions. Uh, narratively, it 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 makes sense for their character. Yeah. So you're just like, okay, well, I get it, and. Then, uh, the action scenes are really cool. The power, like how the guys have powers, the even the main antagonist and how he uh, interacts with the characters is really cool too. So I'm definitely a, a show you should pick up uh, for real. It's very good. Um, so n- coming in at number five is is actually Skate the Infinity for me. Oh, nice. I think yeah. So I'm a uh, yeah. Skate the Infinity was really good because I just. For the longest time, I was like, "Man, like they should make." so Okay, what? So how I came to really like *Skate the Infinity* was there was another anime I was watching at the time that's older. It's called *Prince of Stride*, and it's basically like somewhat of a racing slash parkour anime. I kind of want to do a video about it eventually sure. because I think it's really, I think it's an interesting anime to go off of *Prince of Stride*. It's very, um, it takes something like parkour and turns it into this kind of like anime sports, the sports anime type uh, storyline I think is cool. Um, and so when I saw they were coming out with a skateboarding anime and I, I was like, oh man, this is going to be so dope because I'm like, because uh, it kind of brought me back to my childhood when I had my first skateboard, when I uh, used to play Tony Hawk religiously. Yeah. So I think it's it was really cool. I, I just love the, the character designs are really cool. The art style is really is really good. the 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 way they race and how like the people twist and turn and through the the track is like very um I don't know it's like very fluid, right? And the characters are really cool. I just really enjoyed. As far as like the the story, like the story is pretty good. It's not anything too super like crazy, anything out of the ordinary. But it, it just it knows it knows what it is and it does those things very well. And, I, and uh. I will say this. I did. I did laugh at uh, the Discount Dio <laughs> main character yeah. or main villain. Yeah, the Discount yeah, yeah. Dio main villain. I lo- I loved him. Anytime he was on screen, he was great. Who's honestly be as soon my as he
1: Juliet.
0: <laughs> every time he came on screen, I just did. I just I just kept yelling Zoardo at the screen every time you come on. Yeah. screen. <laughs> he was great. I thought it was good. Um, so number four. This one I really uh, nobody really talked about that much is uh, Nomad Megalobox, the second season of Megalobox. Nobody talked about I that. I haven't seen it yet, you told And me I thought about it. I thought it was one of the I thought it was one of the best uh, of this season. And one thing I that people didn't like about it that I loved and why it made this list is that it doesn't just focus on hype boxing fights anymore. Like obviously it's part of it because Megalobox is supposed to be this like big hype hype train type uh type anime where you're just getting in these fights and you're doing whatever, right? And I think it's um I think it's really great how they do that. But they actually have like a storyline now where uh, and some really good character development for Joe. Like for him to kind of uh, it kinda tells it it doesn't give you like the the backstory of what happened to him between seasons one and two. They kinda just like give it to you in spurts. They don't just have like episodes where it's like, oh, this is what happened. They kinda let you kinda see Joe's breakdown and Joe's uh it's hard to say like Joe's like I guess redemption arc type story. Sure. And how like he's how he's kinda become this outcast, this hated guy meets up with these people, uh, helps them through a very troubling time and then kind of realizes, uh, his re uh, reinvigorates his purpose, his will to kind of go out into the world and make a, make things better for not only himself, but for other people. And, uh, it definitely deals with some cool, like definitely some topical things like immigration and, uh, homelessness and drug addiction. I think it's like really cool how they tell that story. And, the ending doesn't isn't the best, and I know like some people are gonna have an issue with that because there aren't this isn't some huge grandiose fight to end the to end season two like they did season one, but I still think as an overall collective, that anime is uh is really good. Um, so number three was Sunny Boy. So since we already talked about it because it's it's your number one anime, we're not gonna mm-hmm. talk too much about it. But number three was Sunny Boy for me. We didn't um, touch upon um, number. The- the art style.
1: I think the art style was was was, was interesting as well.
0: Yes, it kind of looks like uh, the same thing with Mars Red. How the characters are look like they're painted on. Yeah, they, they don't look drawn. Like you know, say so they look like it's like a looks like a painting. And even the other worlds and how they kind of travel to different places. It's yeah. it's all those look like different. Uh, they're all differently drawn places too. I think I was really a really interesting touch they put on that. Um. So number two, again, we, we already talked about it, is Blue Period. Number, oh, nice. Blue Period is number two for me. Uh, it is a absolute phenomenal show. Um, and what's crazy is uh, episode one is the reason why I decided to do this Nostalgia Plus Ultra thing so heavily. Oh, shit, Because nice. I remember, like, at the, at the time of watching this, I was like, man, like, I, I we had that, me and you had the idea of Nostalgia Plus Ultra and kind of like have that, uh, th- kind of when talks about it and we're just kind of like, oh, well, I mean, we can figure something out. And then I remember I just wasn't really having the best day. And I watched um, that first episode of Blue Period. Literally as that, when that episode ended, like I went, got the RSS thing, did research on River, on this program we're using right now. Hell yeah. Did Did some of the logo stuff. Like I was really into it. So I think I really owe a lot of uh, what we're doing right now to blue period. So I really think that's like the first episode is really important and very pivotal to me. So I think like that's definitely gonna be this is definitely gonna be an anime that I talk about for a while. And I think it's gonna be one uh big one for me. Um, yeah,
1: I'm on episode four so far. It's great. It's it's very much recommended.
0: Yeah, it really gives you a um a good it not it goes perspective because it's like not everything. Uh, good always happens to, you know what I'm saying? It's not like, oh, I found my purpose and now everything's going to fall into place for me. It's like, no, like this, like Yaguchi actually struggles a lot mm-hmm. and actually has stuff where he feels like he's not good enough where he feels like he is imp- steadily improving and then something will knock him back on his ass and now he has yeah. to keep on going, which, which is really important for people to, to see and I think it's a really, he's, he's a really good character to kind of follow. His character arc has been um Really good. I think I might pick up the manga for it, actually. Honestly. Nice. I think that's going to be really good. Um, so my number one anime of the year, and I think you already know where I'm going with this, is Odd Taxi. Odd Taxi Dude, is the one.
1: I think I'm going to bite the bullet and get a crunchy roll because you've been talking about it so much.
0: You need to, bro. It's so good. It's so good. The storytelling, the characters, the dialogue... And it looks really kitty up on first glance. Like, they don't really give you much to go off of in terms of like the bio when you look at it on Crunchyroll. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you look at it, you're like, oh, this might be something for kids. It's, I don't really want, but like, you really got to watch it because it, it has a really cool, like, really cool premise. Like, the stories, and it don't really like dwell on a lot of things too much. And it's told in a way. I think, I don't know who said this, It kind of told in the way of like a Tarantino type movie Mm. where stuff is given to you and it's almost everything is important, but it won't be important until later parts in the story. Like you'll see like a character will have like maybe two seconds of screen time in one episode. And then the next episode is a whole episode about that character. And now he, and then that character becomes this, like lurking figure throughout the entire rest of the season. And then when you get to that last episode where literally everything, like everything that was, uh, every character you saw uh, that had some sort of screen time has a, has a, a big climactic moment all at the end of that season. And I think that's what makes it really cool. It's like a, they show you stuff and like you're and if you don't, if you forget about it, then you're definitely going to see it again. It's really cool um, how they tell that. Yeah. And, I think it deals with a lot of, like, topical things nowadays, especially in society, like trying to go viral on the Internet and uh, a lot of the, the I guess, the issue with gotcha games. Like, they deal with that one, too. Oh, nice. Um, they deal with, like, uh, just, like, certain stuff, like, like uh, people going in with the wrong crowd and certain existential stuff and how people lie on the Internet about their age, about the money they have. You know what I'm saying? It's like different stuff like that. And you got, um, a lot of cool topical societal things they talk about, which I think is really important. And and the way they do it is not to like very ham fisted. It's like, they just kind of show it to you and say, this is what this character does. And it, and it has consequences to it. So it's really cool how they do that. So if you have not watched odd taxi, um, Please go pick that up. It is a phenomenal, phenomenal show. Uh, see what, what time are we looking at. So uh, I knew this episode was probably going to be long as hell. So sure. <laughs> so uh, we can now pivot into our uh, anime, uh, not anime, our albums of the year. So it's kind of it's the same premise. You know, you kind of give your honorable mention and your um, honorable mention, and then like your nine bests, and then I guess from five up. You kinda of, you can get more into detail with it, but six to honorable mention, you kinda of, you can definitely just kinda of mention it if you want to go through. So we'll swing it back around to you, though. What's the what's your honorable mention for this year?
1: Uh, I'll I'll say less of the uh ten through six this time around. Okay. Oh um, gotcha. Honorable mention is uh Vince Staples by Vince Staples.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: good album. Just I don't think it's as be- It's as good as his other ones. Um, number nine I got "Sad Night Dynamite" by Sad Night Dynamite. Again, another self-titled. Okay. Uh, interesting. If you like the Gorillas, you might like these guys. Um, next one LP by JPEG Mafia. I think it's it's Peggy at Very his best. Very good album. Very I good think album. It's, uh, in parentheses, I put the offline version. Offline version has some samples that he couldn't clear and it's on his band camp and i i downloaded it for one dollar so it's it's worth it um number or the next one is tungsten by healy we talked about this i think either last episode or two episodes ago um it was one of my album recommendations great album chiller uh number six I don't, I don't know about you. You might not like this placement, but uh, it's the house is burning by Isaiah Rashad. Um, okay. Okay. Great album. I think it's uh, great, but I think the top five hit me a little more this year. Uh, yeah, for you. And talking about top five, number five, uh, the Melodic Blue by Baby Keem. I fucking love this album. Oh my gosh. Even. <laughs> Even Range Brothers, I know Range Brothers is the ending is whack. I'll agree w- with that, but I think the part one is catchy and part two they go off. I think part two is great. Yes, part three yeah. is a uh, let's get to shit, let's get to shit, top of the morning. I get it, it's annoying, <laughs> but <laughs> but there are there are songs on this album that that I that I just listened to like on repeat when it came out like. Um, uh, gorgeous. I love gorgeous. South Africa, uh, family ties is great. Uh, I love Boom Man, Durag Activity, First Order of Business, Vent, Lost Souls with Brent Fiez. It's just that song goes crazy. It's, it's that song goes crazy. It's a solid album by by someone that I I think not a lot of people give enough credit to. I think they. I think a lot of people see Baby Keem as this loud, ignorant rapper, and that's all he is. Which, yeah, sure, he has his ignorant stuff, his his hype stuff. Um, but I think I think he's more talented than people give him credit for.
0: Yeah, I think his. Well, that's why he came in though, because with, with "Die for My Bitch," it has hella ignorant track. It's called "Die for really- My Bitch." <laughs> But you got to really look through some of the deeper cuts to see where his style could go mm-hmm. but if you're just looking at songs like orange soda yeah. you know what i'm saying obviously yeah, yeah. you're going to you're going to have those have that kind of perception of him so i think i liked the melodic blue it it did not make my list but i did, i could see why it didn't make your list
1: yeah um at number 4 and before i get to number 4 i think our lists being somewhat different, but also in both anime and music, somewhat different but also somewhat similar, it's cool. I think it, it shows the 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 different mindsets we have, and we could talk about it and shit like that. Um, right. Uh, I think number four, I think, is another one that's not going to be on your list either. Number four is uh, "Believe in Me, Who Believes in You" by Aries. Yeah, I it's 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 a certain type of music that really sticks with me. It's uh I I grew up listening to a lot of uh pop punk uh and then as I got older I was a fan of rap and then the Aries just makes emo trap that doesn't really sound like trippy red. I I think I've told you before if blink 182 rapped, it's what Aries would sound like. Okay. And and okay. I just there's a, there's two songs on the album that I feel like were made just to get a, like popular. They're a little formulaic, but the rest of the album is mm-hmm. just if you like pop punk music, if you like Blink One Eighty Two and bands like that, uh, I think you would very much like the the material in this album. It's it's very much. I think we talked about it with Healy. It's holding on to your youth or talking about girls, talking about friends and stuff like that, which I enjoy. It, it's something yeah. I can relate to. And I love, it's I love the art that he did for the – because he does his own art. And I got one of the capsules, and it came with this, which I'm going to hang up in my room. Kind of sick. Oh,
0: That's kind of dope. Oh with the little half moon thing. I like that.
1: Yeah, and he does his own That's art cool. and I think I think it's cool. Um now uh number 3 is a uh, uh, roadrunner by Brockhampton. I Okay. I fucking love Brockhampton. You know how much I love Brockhampton. And after after they kicked out Amir a few years ago and they came out with Iridescence I thought they had lost their luster. I thought yeah. they they were going through too much stuff. And iridescence is 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 good, but it's not their best. And then they came out with ginger, and they were back on top. And I think they're just continuing that momentum with Roadrunner. Every song on Roadrunner is like almost perfect. I, I it doesn't have a skip for me. Genuinely, it. it obviously, I love like their rap like boom bap songs, like, like windows. It's dark and it's gritty. Mm -hmm. But then I love, I love don't shoot up the party, which has like these weird synths and weird drums. And like, I just, I love everything about this group. And I think, um, right. They gave more shine to, uh, obviously, uh, Jabba or, uh, this album was made after his, his father passed away. And he has a lot of deep, Cutting uh, verses on this yeah. album. But they, they also gave some more shine to to like Bareface. Bareface has more verses instead of just uh, choruses and hooks. He has a lot more verses. Yeah. He, he gets to talk his shit. Um, Kevin is Kevin. Uh, Merlin is Merlin. Matt Champion is yeah. Matt Champion. Like they're on their shit, you know? Yeah, I feel you. So, Roadrunner by Brockhampton is a very, very big recommendation. Uh, now, my number two uh, is Hotel TV by Lawrence, which is a big switch up. I, I knew,
0: I knew Lawrence was gonna be on that list. I, I didn't know it was gonna be one or two, but I knew Lawrence was gonna
1: be on that list. It's a big switch up for my top five because the rest are rap, and and <laughs> Lawrence is just this these. these two white kids from New York who decided to make like big band R&B soul music kind of not R&B like fucking Trey songs and Chris Brown just like more like with trumpets and and brass and and guitars like old school back in the day Mm -hmm. R&B even before the 90s Uh, just soulful music like literally you can't tell now but in their early stuff, when I first heard about them, I thought they were black. <laughs> like it's a it's a type of <laughs> genuinely. It's it's it, the way Gracie sings because it's it's a brother and a sister, and the way mm-hmm. the sister Gracie sings, if you haven't seen them, you would think she's like a a, a black gospel singer. the the way yeah. the way she has She's very unique and so is um Clyde the brother. He's uh-huh. his voice is very gravelly, but even though it's deep and gravelly, he can hit those those high notes and and if you, if you're interested in just like a big band sounding sound, you know, fucking brass yeah. and and trombones and saxophones and stuff like that. It it it's it's a great I I shit fucking driving to work at six AM this year blasting this, this music singing at the top <laughs> of my lungs. I, I I love this. And they have um they have kind of their own version of It's Gonna Be Me by uh InSync? Mm-hmm. I think it was in sync. It wasn't uh, the backstreet boys. It was in sync. It was in sync.
0: Yeah. One of one of the two.
1: Yeah, and, and it's also catchy. Um they they're signed to John Bellion, which me and you are both fans of, very big fans of. John Bellion mm-hmm. is on the album, and his, his verse is... Because he, he basically produced this whole album, and his verse is kind of like this veteran who took them under his wing, and he's giving them advice. Like, there's a line where he's like, um... Uh... Uh... Now I forgot the line, but he talks about uh, these record companies and how they'll try to steal your money and stuff like that it's yeah very very cool song very cool album I liked a lot and I'm gonna save my number one because I think we both have the same number one so you, <laughs> you
0: think i are
1: one yes okay. you start you start with I'll your go
0: list. okay so my honorable mention I I'll give the edge to one but it kind of came as a tie because okay. I couldn't decide between the two of them. Uh, the first one is "If You Get Lonely" if you feel alone at parties by Black Hippie. They're like a oh. they're a black um, indie uh, indie band that uh, I think they're they're freshly new. Like this, is their first their debut project, and the title track song "If You Feel Alone at Parties" is one of my favorite songs of the year. Um I will say for anybody trying to get into this album and want to listen, you definitely have to be in the right frame of mind because this 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 album does talk about a lot of very uh serious stuff, a lot of triggering things like uh depression and uh, and, and suicide and other things like that so if it's if it's if you're not in the right headspace to listen to it, I definitely would I would definitely say you know make sure you're in a good frame of mind before you give it a, a spin. But as a whole collective project, I think it's good. It's like it's raw, authentic, and real. So uh, I think it's really um, a good one. And then my 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 other one that made the tide, which I'm probably gonna give the edge to, is "Wherever You're Going, I Hope It's Great" by 99 Neighbors. Um, if you are great, a fan of album. Brockhampton, yeah, great. If album. you are a fan of Brockhampton, yeah, I could definitely tell they they don't have the same, I guess. A formula or a way of making music and same sound as Brockhampton, but it's the same premise. It's like a yeah a group a collective group of guys, rappers and producers that make music together, and they're very 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 good. Uh, their debut like EP is very much like it reminds me a lot of Saturation One, where it's just a lot of hard hitting shit, mm-hmm. and then this one reminds me more of Roadrunner and Ginger, where it has those like big uppity kind of tracks but it also has a lot of more introspective and uh like tracks that are very uh, sentimental too in their in their approach yeah. and you can definitely tell like they're they're very strong in their roots especially with certain tracks that they have like north michigan gospel and then they have one called table freestyle i think it's called where like it's literally a recording of them of a dude making a beat on a table and it's just them rapping and i think it's like really really cool to see that um how they're so down to earth and in they're in really grounded in their roots for how they want to make music and what they want to sound like and I think that's a perfect perfect uh, album so I know I went too far on too much of explaining in those but I really wanted to kind of make sure you guys knew that you're good um, <laughs> number number nine is LP by JPEG Mafia um, absolutely solid album Rebound is the best song on there uh, debate Ooh. your mama that song is fucking fire so fire <laughs> that song is crazy um Number seven is an album that I literally, fat, I listened, started listening to I think two weeks ago. It's called "Look Closely" by Hush Forte. It's like a R. It's it's like more of the hip y the more rap centered uh, R and B music. But he definitely has a lot of um, a good uh, R and B songs where he's just singing. Uh, but it's definitely um, definitely good. It kind of gives me a lot of um, the Ty Dolla Sign type but it's when it's, it's more like, not, not really. It reminds me of the, uh, the Ty dog sign and, um, division track or or the the, uh, collab tape. That's what it kind of reminds me of a little bit. So I think that's what it kind of gave me, uh, that kind of vibe. And it's really, really good. And he's, it's definitely no skips on that album. Um, number six is mother by Cleo soul. Basically a whole album with her chronicling her, her, i guess tales of being a single mother like freshly being a single mother uh definitely a lot of big bands and big background singers in there and she has such a soothing voice um definitely a good run through all three uh all the way through it's only like 40 minutes really good uh album um absolutely by dijon i think i said the title of the track um of the the album i think wrong I said it wrong in episode 1 it's not oh. it wasn't uh, apparently it's called it's called absolutely by oh, Dijon and I didn't even notice that's also a good album yeah so that that made top 5 for me uh absolute phenomenal album all the way through no skips he definitely has a way of mixing different sounds and being able to do different types of tracks and then what I think I really appre- I really liked in uh, about his album is the rawness of it because it really sounds like he just stuck a mic in the middle of the floor yeah. with all of his producers, all of his all of these the uh, the people that are playing instruments and was just singing. So you you can hear the you can hear the stuff people moving around the room, you can hear the background singers like through his mic. So it's not like it's um in a studio. The only studio song like that you can tell is in a studio, I think is the dress, and I think many times. Yeah. Those are the only two songs really that you can you can tell, like, okay, he might be in a studio for that song. But every other song, like, he's, like, in a room. And the mic's just in the middle of the floor, and he's just singing. And I think that's so cool uh, to have that kind of raw feeling to it. That, like, like that intimate feeling. Like, you're kind of in that. It's, it's like, It feels like you're sitting in the room with him listening to him record that song. And I think it's, uh, I think it's great. Um, number four is The House is Burning by Isaiah Rashad. I... I are you surprised that it came that low? Or are you are you? <laughs> uh
1: yeah, I honestly for you I thought it'd be top two. Cause again, I know okay. I think I know what your top one is. But um Yeah. But I knew I knew you would have it higher than me, for sure.
0: Yeah, I, I Isaiah Rashad is my favorite rapper other than Smino. Mm-hmm. And I think in Isaiah Rashad has an album with the Suns triad. Yeah, which is probably my favorite album of all time. Yeah, uh, because of because of the significance of it and um, what it meant to me, kind of going on through because that that album dropped when we were freshmen in college. Yep, and it got me through a lot of shit. Like that album, I think Trappo's album, Shade Trees. Those two albums are ones that really got me through college for real. So I have a special place, marker for for the Sun's Triad and for as much as I like The House Is Burning, it's not The Sun's Triad. I think The Sun's Triad's a better album, but I think that The House Is Burning is definitely on that same introspective type level where he's mm-hmm. just like, this is me, this is who I am, this is what I've been dealing with. And he even also ha- and he also has tracks where you're just like, I'm just in the car vibing, yeah. or I'm just turning the fuck up. Like Lay Witch is great, Rip Young is amazing, uh, hey, Mista is my favorite song on there. I was just uh, about to
1: say, I yeah, this album has way more catchier tunes, and the first one that pops up in my head is Hey, Mista, can I get some? Pictures? Yeah, can? Yeah, yeah. Bro, it, it's it's
0: that song is so good. It's so yeah. good, and then even the deluxe is good. Rip, I think Rip Young with Project Pat and Juicy J is better than the original, because that's but that's just me, but. Uh, and then you have a song like um, "Happy Birthday to You," which is probably "Hey Mister" and "Happy Birthday You" are two of my favorites on there. "Happy Birthday to You" is a very introspective song, and then yeah. the switch up at the end is great. And then you have uh, what other song? The score with Black and SZA, and I think like that's one of my favorite SZA's verse might be one of my favorites on the album.
1: Yeah, uh, it's just it's, very it's, just, good.
0: it's short, sweet, to the point. And I think it's really good. Um, I
1: also like the name of the deluxe. It's not called. The House is Burning Deluxe. It's The House is Burning, Homies Begged.
0: Yeah, because he, because I, I he like on, the uh, the um, name. Yeah, because on, he's done that before with, on the Suns Triad, he has the song Pick a Topic in parentheses, Homies Begged. And like, so there's like an interlude on Suns Triad where I think it's top. And he's like, pick a topic that you want to rap about. Quit flipping through different ones. Like right. find something you want to talk about and rap about it. And so, uh, Pick a Topic is like, comes after the ending track. And it's like, how, and it's a song how he's like, uh, how he talks about his favorite topics that he likes rapping about. And I think it's really cool. So, like, that's like a, that's a common thing for him is the co- uh, parentheses, homies begged. I thought it was a really cool, like, homage to the Suns Triad. I thought it was cool. Um, uh, number, number three is Deadpan Love by Cautious Clay. Uh, this album has absolutely zero skips. Good, album. cautious clay. is one of my favorite. Cautious clay is one of my favorite artists. Um, he definitely has like a very good style to him. His his lyrics and how he writes songs and the the way he kind of uses metaphors and certain uh, and certain similes and in his we and the, the message he's trying to tell is great. And I think that um, it's definitely an album that is hella slept on. Uh, the whole theme is about love and a a very cynical outlook of love from whether whether it's loving yourself loving other people loving your family and friends other stuff like all that kind of stuff like it's just it's a it's dead yeah because it's like a deadpan type love so it's a very cynical look outlook at uh the topic of love i think is really cool um so yeah if you haven't listened to that i definitely would um recommend you kind of go back and look and listen through that because Absolutely no skips on it. Um, number two is Vince Staples. by Vince Staples to me. Okay. So the reason why I have it so high, and it's one of my favorite Vince Staples projects uh, out of all the ones he's dropped so far, because one, it's pretty short. You know, it's only like what eight tracks, or whatever, yeah, and it's you, short. if you count the two, if you if you count the two interludes. Um. But everything is so like he thrives on minimalistic. Uh, minimalistic production and just him rapping I think having him and Kenny Beats together is a a great duo together because Kenny like knows Kenny Beats knows like how like what is gonna work for Vince and Vince knows how to use whatever Kenny gives him to his advantage and I think uh, Sean C talked about Vince Staples that album as um, like a ride along through Vince's hood but Sh- nothing really happens. Y'all are just there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because usually, you know, like you, like you, so like all oh, uh, people have albums where it's like, oh, come with me, and I'll show you what my life is like. And they're talking about, and it's like really bombastic, and it's really like loud yeah. and in your face. But this one's just like you're in the car and you're just driving through and just seeing shit. Like nothing really like actually happens. He tells you all these like these stories and tells you like, hey, some wild shit be happening here. But like while you're in the car with him, you're just not nothing's really happening. You're kind of just vibing going through it. Right. So I think that was like the cool vibe you get. I think, um, uh, take me home with Fushi. Uh, she's such a good, uh, a singer. I definitely want to get more into her discography, um, moving forward. Cause she's a very good artist. Um, what else? Uh, law of averages, the, the single that he, got, that he dropped off of Already. it, which is super cool. The music the visual for it was, was great. Yeah. It's just like, and I think it's, the Vince is very clever with his lyrics too. He just doesn't get enough credit for it. Like when I he agree. talks about law of average, we talk about law of averages and how 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 female uh, women be average, but he lists mm-hmm. off the different avenues in his hood as he's yeah. going through the course. I think that was phenomenal. I think that he just he doesn't get enough credit for his lyrics sometimes. I think that's um, one of his biggest specialties. So uh, yeah, that's number two. So are we? <laughs> Are we in uh, on the same page when it comes to number one album of the year?
1: One hundred percent, and everyone in the world should be.
0: Is it one hundred percent? Is it? Is it calling if you get lost? Of course by it is. The
1: of course it is.
0: Yes, it is. Yes, sir. That that's, is the. I guess that that's the is... Nostalgia Plus Ultra the, the album of the year from Nostalgia Plus Ultra <laughs> as a collective is calling if you get lost by Tyler the Creator.
1: Dude, that is a like a near perfect album. Just in general, it's one of my favorite albums, like ever. He really has not missed with his albums. No way, no especially way. In the, especially in the more recent times, dude. It's been F- Flower Boy, Igor, and now Call Me. All have been bangers albums, and this is him. Oh yeah, at his best. I think it's crazy.
0: Yeah, he's and the fact that he's really producing on maybe like 90% of his own shit. Cuz like most of the time, you know, you get like really good albums, you get that one or two producers that just go crazy on the shit. Tyler is producing his own shit. You know what I'm saying? And he's writing on, it. he has all these little things. I remember when Coffee Lost get, came out and he was uh he was on Instagram live uh remaking Massa. And he was talking about how he was how he just layered all that shit in all the different like uh, beat breaks, all the different like patterns going into the buildup of the actual beat and like how it, bro, he was just going crazy. Like his production has gotten so much better. Um, and I think just the way he, in which he tells his stories and tells and kind of constructs the songs together narratively, I just comes together. Amazing.
1: I think it's Dude, really good. And again, for, for rap fans, not just Tyler fans, rap fans. Fucking uh, DJ Drama just makes it that much better. I think.
0: Yeah, people hate that, but you got coming from coming from someone's from that's from Georgia, like listening to DJ Drama on a on a mixtape is 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 great. People just don't understand.
1: Yeah, I I <laughs> they don't understand I,
0: how great that is.
1: I got into rap. Around the Dat Piff era. Like I was on Dat Piff every week looking for new shit. And, and 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 it this album, even though it's new and it's 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 Tyler moving forward, not really doing the stuff that like he was known for back then. I think he's known for a certain aesthetic now than he was when he first started. It right. also it also took me back to just hear DJ Drama talk his shit, you know.
0: Right, exactly. It's uh, man, just going through the different tracks are is is great. You, um, Juggernaut is great. Um, I think I've already said this. Hot wind blows sounds like a fucking uh, car chase scene. I think Lil Wayne does a phenomenal job on it. Lil Wayne. Both Little Wayne's verses on Tyler's albums, have, all of his verses on Tyler's albums, have been phenomenal. Dude, the one on Cherry Bomb was was disgusting. Was great. Uh, the 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 one on Flower Boy was great, and now this one. And I think out of the three, out of the three, I think his one on Cherry Bomb might have the edge, just because it was it was really good. But mm-hmm. I will, I th-
1: I do think his one on Hot Wind Blows is up there. For oh my me. god, it's it, really good. It, hot Wind Blows, like I said, I think I said this in a, in a, in the episode we talked about it it's just like the juxtaposition of of Lil Wayne's verse and how hard it is to the subtlety of the beat that's almost not there it fits yeah, so exactly. fucking well it's so crazy and and I'm looking through the through the tracklist right now I love run it up <laughs> I love Yeah run, run it, it run it up. it up with Tezo yeah uh really I thought good. I Thought You Wanted to Dance. Adore that yep. song. Adore that song. What's Your Name? Obviously, we talked about that. Um, Bro, NBA Youngboy went crazy on that. Crazy, crazy. Uh, Manifesto's great. Um, is Manifesto the one where he's like, you need to talk about that. You need to talk about yes. that. Yes. Dude, I, I, I actually thought was really so like funny. that.
0: It's so, because that's a real thing. That's a real thing. With people like, you get... You know, you get a lot of uh, a lot of white people that uh, try to be offended for Hispanic people and Black people. You know, what I'm saying they try to be offended for us or think that these celebrities are supposed to talk about it because they're just you know what I'm saying sure. if they're not educated on the subject or if they don't if they feel that they don't know how to approach it, I feel like you shouldn't look to those people to talk about it. You know, what I'm saying if, if mm-hmm. talk about what you know, you can talk about what which, what which you're educated on. I feel like some of these celebrities. You know what I'm saying so. Yeah. I don't expect Tyler to know to. I mean, I will expect Tyler to stand up when when black people are killed, obviously, but I won't expect Tyler to stand up for other random shit. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. Uh. It how whatever how he feels and wants to go about it. If he's educated on it, fine. And I think that's a great song, to tell people, hey, like if you are not. Like in it, and if you don't fully understand it, you can't get offended for us. Mm-hmm. Like you can, you can stand up for something, you can take a stand, you can advocate for things. But trying to virtue signal to me, you know what I'm saying? Trying yeah. to make a, a virtue signal example out of me—it just doesn't make sense. So I think that's a phenomenal um, a track, a very underrated track in terms of uh, the entirety of the project.
1: Yeah. And I think, I also think Rise is very underrated. I love that song. That song gets me, like, makes me feel good, gets me pumped up. Exactly. Yep. I, I,
0: uh, yeah, I think it's great. I think, uh, people, I know, like, a lot of Tyler fans hated the, the DJ drama thing, but that's just because most Tyler fans are in, like, what, ninth, 10th grade? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Dude, he,
1: he even tweeted, I think someone tweeted, like, why does. Why is DJ Drama just yelling? It takes me out. And then he quote tweeted it saying, "Stop bullying this kid. He's new here." Exactly
0: exactly because they just Yeah, there's not... cuz like you think back to stuff like uh, what album was it? Stone Mountain. I that's <laughs> the that's <laughs> stuff the first one. Donald Glover, Stone Mountain. I know it's like way more before then with Gangsta Grills mixtapes. I get it, but for me for somebody that's, like, more... That wasn't really into, like, the real hard gangster rap type stuff... Yeah. Uh, I... <laughs> I adored... I adored Ch- Childish Gambino. I loved, I loved all his music. So same. when Gangster Grill showed up on that mixtape, I was like, oh, it's fire.
1: It's... It, it, you know what it's, I'm saying?
0: It's, it was so good.
1: It's almost the same thing because you wouldn't... From... From before... Uh, uh, Stone Mountain... Uh, Childish Gambino's, like, discography, you wouldn't expect... DJ drama to host his mixtape and then the first fuck the first fucking song he's yelling roscoe's wetsuit in one week and you're like this is sick yeah it's it's fire right yeah it's
0: it's amazing um so yeah i think yeah i I do think (laughs) the call call to get lost was definitely going to be up there for both of us i didn't think you would have it as number one but it's it's definitely uh refreshing to see so i guess we can say this the the npu stamp of approval is call me if you get lost and NPU cert- certified. Um, so yeah, those are our list. You know, if you want, we'll, I'll probably post a, a picture with all of our, um, with all of our recommendations, all of our picks for the, for the year's best. Um, I'll do it in like a three by three format. And then the next picture will be our honorable mention. So I think that uh, if you heard anything that you uh, hadn't, seen before or haven't listened to before and you want to go back, is no shame in doing that. You just might miss it the first time. I think that uh, it's really cool that we got so much good shit and I'm really excited for whatever we have going on to the in the new year. Um, I know our next episode will probably be a little more geared to the new shit that's coming out and the new things we're kind of excited for music-wise, video game-wise, yeah. and
1: uh, anime-wise, so I think that uh, be on the lookout for that. So before um, we before we cool. end, I I was looking for if anyone has done best anime of this year yet uh, to mm-hmm. see to see what we got. And the only article I found was Polygon, so take this as you will, whoever's uh, listening. But <laughs> I but we got a we got a few on both. There's um this is in no particular order, but. They, they recommend Star Wars Visions uh, Dino uh-huh. Zenon like I said uh, Sunny Boy Skate the Infinity uh, Ranking of Kings Odd Taxi The Last Season uh-huh. of My Hero uh, Megalobox Nomad like you said uh, Jujutsu uh Stone Ocean which I haven't seen yet but I, I do plan on it uh, uh-huh. Fruits Basket that's another one I want to watch that's uh, not bad. I
0: I really couldn't get into it, but it's not a bad it's not a bad anime. But I just couldn't get into
1: it. Uh, Demon Slayer, like we said, Mugen Train, Blue Period, and and yeah, I think we we kind of hit. I think I think this kind of shows we have a, a little bit of taste, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not pulling a, like random. Uh,
0: yeah, I think there there are there obviously other anime that I probably missed that were uh, people were sure talking about like uh, Mashoku Tensei i for those that are listening i will go watch Mishoku tensei uh if if it turns out that i missed it on my it's not on my list i'll just go ahead and take the take the l on that one um but i have like heard really good reviews about it i did hear the first core has some stuff in it it's a little bit risky a little bit uh a little bit uh eesh, i'm not <laughs> not sure about that one but uh as a whole though as a show i think it, apparently it's like Top notch. So I'll definitely have to go back and watch uh Mashoko Tensei. So that's it. And you got anything
1: else? Uh are we gonna do music rex again or do we just do a whole episode of Music Rex? We did a whole episode of Music Rex. We don't need to do that. I think okay.
0: then next then next we can go back to our music rex for the next episode. Sure. Uh so uh yeah, I think that's um I think that, uh did I did I skip one on accident?
1: Skip. I think I'm going to skip one. An album?
0: I I think I skipped an album. Which one? I don't one? know. But, okay, just... I think my number eight was Yaku, Yakuza by Swum. I don't think I mentioned it at all. Oh, <laughs> but wait. Okay. No, no, you didn't. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a... It's a lo-fi album by Swum. It's a beat a tape. And Swum, is had, Swum is great. Swum is great. It's a beat tape. And he has, he has a lot of... Uh, a lot of... um Song flips on there, which are really good. But it's a number eight. I don't want to talk too much about it, but it's, I definitely, I think I definitely skipped over that one on accident, but number eight is definitely uh Yakuza by Swamp. So, um, that is uh, pretty much it. I knew it was going to be a long album, but a long, uh, yeah, long album. I knew it was going to be a long, uh, episode, episode. but uh, I appreciate you guys for, I appreciate you guys for listening in. Um, I could not have asked for a better like start or I guess a better end to the year with yeah. this, with this podcast going up. Um, for those that are listening, I really appreciate you. Uh, for the from the both of us, uh, we're start starting out kind of small. I know, like a lot of people, as far as content kind of creators, really want to like blow up really bad. But to be honest, like I really think this is something that me, like if I'll, I don't know if, if I'm speaking uh, for his own behalf of Zoe, but uh, it's just something we want to do for fun. And I definitely think it, in if we end up blowing up because of something we're having fun with, and yeah. that's all gravy. But for the most part, like if you're listening to us, it's just me and uh, it's just two friends having a good time talking about things we like so um, gives us an excuse to again, talk more <laughs> exactly exactly i really uh appreciate uh, all like everything you guys are doing from the from the feedback from text messages i get from people that say that, they, that they, they like the episodes from from people just like from even people that may not reach out or and they're just they're just, they're just listening i really like nothing uh goes unnoticed i really appreciate you guys so um uh, but this is like a long-winded way of saying thank you uh, more stuff coming in the next year I know f- as far as work goes it's definitely gonna be really uh, hectic so we might end up moving to bi-weekly uh, I'm not 100 percent sure yet but if we can make it work for weekly we'll gonna make it work but if we can't bi-weekly is gonna be a thing I still definitely want to get content out um, YouTube videos are gonna come I don't know I, I want to try to get hit my goal of getting to uh, an, epi- an episode out or a YouTube video out before the end of the year but if it doesn't happen it definitely will come out in 2022 uh, I re- so again really appreciate you guys anything else you guys though? these nuts <laughs> definitely gonna do that um, so that being said uh, thank you for listening in I know it's a really long episode but again thanks uh, this has been Nostalgia for Soldier I've been Nostalgia as told by Zo see you guys next time peace